comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at www.audiblechild.com slash outnowpodcast. Over 150,000 titles to choose from for your Android, iPhone, Kindle, or MP3 player. This week on Out Now with Aaron A, we're talking Fury. Is it Furious? Fast and Furious, because it's safe air. Wait a minute, I forgot my introduction. We are now recording, and this is Out Now with Aaron and Abe. I am Aaron, and as always, this is... Abe! Abe, where are you? Hey! Looks like you guys are three-dimensional. It's probably because I can I can actually feel and touch you. Can you? I could. No, it doesn't get... I'm being touched by angels. <laughs> That's better, That's I guess. a CBS show. That's good. <laughs> Out Now, what is this podcast about? It's a film podcast. Abe and I are discussing new movies weekly. We also have discussions about the latest... Movie trailers and things of that nature. We dive into a spoiler-free review, and then we go back into other movie topics. This week, it's episode 168. 168. It's pretty close to 170. It's, pre- it's pretty yeah. close. It's pretty close to 170. It is very close. You know what? Yeah. I, you know what adds up to it? Um, fifteen. Fifteen. Okay. I didn't. Okay. Let's. <laughs> he is an engineer. You're welcome. Don't let's. The guest needs to shut his mouth. Not that oh, the guest needs to. He hasn't been introduced. You need to introduce the guest. No, I didn't. So there's clearly there's no reason you should be talking. <laughs> so anyway, as I was saying before, Joe Blow over here interrupted me. Joe Blow's on the show. No, Jimmy O's on the horror uh, Anyway, we're talking Fury this week, the new Brad Pitt tank movie. Sounds amazing. It's like it's got Pena. Like, it's got perks. That, yeah, that is true. That's right, a lot of yeah, P. It's got all those things. Yeah, Triple P? It's got pissed off people. The, na- the next like WWE star? Triple P? Triple P? Triple P? Yeah. <laughs> his, uh, his super move is like... We should back up. I should say, we're in the same room together. We are. That doesn't happen often. Yeah. We also just edited this so that we sound like we're in the same room together. No, we actually are in the same room together. I was just kidding. We are. Oh, you good? With yeah, that? I'm good. You're, yeah, I'm good. okay. I'm gonna drink some water now. Look, joining look, look, us, look. joining us to talk Fury, among other things, this week, and probably try to keep Abe and I from fighting out together because we're in the same room. For That's a been on to do. Can you? I have not introduced you yet. You keep your mouth closed, sir. Anyway, I am so afraid of him right now. You should be. Anyway, we're talking Fury this week. It's episode one sixteen. Joining us. From the heart of San Jose, it's Ken Knopfinger. Guys, can't we all just get along? We can. You're in the heart of San Jose? Uh, yeah. This, this is Absolutely. the heart. Absolutely. They built it around me. This, oh, this wow. This is it right here. Can you yeah. get a Volkswagen bug like you can with like a blue whale? I'm not sure what you're going for, but uh, yes. So this okay. is the heart of San Jose, where the, where, the, where the 101 and the 280 nearly meet. That <laughs> is pretty <laughs> accurate. We're near, we are near. I got up on the 101 to get here. Well done. It's, it's the heart of San Jose. And yeah, we're going to be we're, we're gonna talk about Fury this week. So before we get into all that, let's do a little show notes, a little house cleaning here. Um, horror episodes, we've been doing them one every week for this month in October. Myself, a friend of the show, Brandon Peters, Jimmy O from Joe Blow, and Jason Cole from Star Pulse. We've been talking about the various films throughout different decades of horror, and which has been a lot of fun. This week we just released our 70s episode, or as I like to call it, that 70s horror episode. And 
Yeah, that's right. <laughs> okay. And uh, it was that. That was another fun one to do, and we'll have another one next week, which will be all about the 80s. So they're coming out every Friday as bonus episodes that are available everywhere, just like our regular episodes. And those just continue to be fun. I'm looking forward to continuing to do this. Um, with that said, with those content, with that, with those podcast episodes, there is a contest currently going on as well. I'm going to win that po- that contest, by the way. <laughs> you haven't even seen horror movies from the 30s. Uh, Who says I have it? I do. Uh, uh, <laughs> Frankenstein. Good one. The Mummy. Yeah. Keep going. Dracula. Yeah. Uh, Creature from the Black Lagoon. Fifties, you're off. Okay, <laughs> oh. moving on. <laughs> so now you can't win. Anyway, nice qualified. We do have a contest Keep happening cute. right now. Uh, the email is at outnowpodcast.gmail.com or just message us on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash outnowpodcast. If you list your favorite horror films from each decade, as in 20s, this, 30s, this, and go on to now, uh, we'll enter you into a raffle, and the winner of that raffle will get a stack of horror Blu-rays that I have. I have so many. Nice. Signed? Of course signed. Okay. Because I want to ruin them for Gather. everybody. <laughs> <laughs> You're signing it on the right. Yes, you did like the bottom you of the bottom. You just color all of it. <laughs> You're signing with the key, just scratching it in the bottom of the blue rays. Aaron. <laughs> that's so mean. <laughs> you won. Oh, I haven't seen this movie in a long time. You're ridiculous. It's like, you want to play a game on the other side? It's like, oh. Yeah, it's, it's a Saw challenge yeah. to watch these Blu-rays. <laughs> Each one is the ode to a different horror movie. The next one says, you're next. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But yeah, that contest is going on now. It should be pretty easy to do, pretty easy to answer. So just, yeah. Um, and your chances of winning are probably 100%. Pretty good. Well, with that said, speaking of things that are simple to do, iTunes reviews and ratings, good to get those. Helps out our show, helps other people find our show. If you just log into iTunes, search out now there in your and possibly give us a star review, maybe even add a sentence or two. It would be wonderful and help us keep doing this show and being happy about it because we understand that people are happy to write about how much they love it, which we have plenty of reviews saying that so far. So I think there are mostly five-star reviews. Why not just join that? Yeah. Why not join that list of people that want to just Peer pressure. Show? It works. I mean, if you've stuck with us this far for this first seven minutes of nonsense, then clearly we're doing something right. Actually, five minutes and 39 seconds. But yeah. It feels like an eternity. That's what it, I think people are saying. Into the, well, into the when you and I are together, it's always great. Okay. <laughs> I don't know why you're lacing this so much innuendo this week. <laughs> what? Innuendo? <laughs> um, In let's see. Other things. You done over there? Abe's bringing the fury, it's one might say. It's a lot easier to slap you this week, by the way. <laughs> I don't know what you're going for. I'm okay. Um, speaking of bonus episodes, tracking back a bit, new commentary has been recorded. Been teasing this one out, but it is uh, one that features myself, Brandon Peters, and Jim Dietz, and we talk about a certain Carpenter film. Oh, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that'll be released hopefully sometime this week, but we'll see. But that was a fun one to record, and I know Jim Dietz in particular is very happy to record it, because it is one of his favorite movies, if not his favorite movies of all time. Interesting. Yeah. So, with that out of the way, one more thing before we get to the show. Happy birthday, Ken. Thank you. I appreciate that. It feels good to be another year older. Almost. Birthday's actually on Monday. But by the time this podcast oh. comes out... It would have, it would have, it would have passed. Yeah, it would have been, it would have been your actual second birthday of the podcast because we did a podcast last year with you. Uh, I think so. Uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Talking about Carrie. Yeah. The was week. it Carrie? Yeah. yeah Carrie along yeah, with who else was that? Was that Matt? Matt, Matt Blaine. Matt yeah. was here. Yeah. Oh, Matty he, B. He gave his Carrie recap. First podcast ever. <laughs> that was great. That yeah, was. Did, that was a lot of fun. Did, People should listen to that episode. They Carrie should episode listen to that. Yeah. yeah. Where our friend Matt Blaine breaking his podcast. He did do a really good recap. Review. The entire 70s yeah. Carrie show. It was, was great. <laughs> I've never seen it. And, yeah. That was a fun one. 
Anyway, moving on from things, let's go on to the main show here. Let's get to our first segment. Know everybody. Each week we try to ask each other some questions, try to set the tone for the podcast, and better get to know everybody. everybody. Uh, like, somehow Ken and I did this amazing. Ken's, like, <laughs> Ken's been on maybe like four podcasts. I'm sitting next to you, I, I and was, you could not get this I was trying to still make sure that our listeners were aware that we're not in the same room. What? <laughs> Just kidding, we're in the same room. Okay. Anyhow. Anyhow. Yeah, anyhow. Um, I'm going to start, because you're out, out of sorts, so yeah. I'm going to start this one off. You guys. <laughs> hey, you guys. Hey, you guys. <laughs> Thank you. What would you nickname your tank? Oh. Hmm. The Sleepy Mikey? Is that a good tank? The Sleepy Mikey? <laughs> That's too okay. long to write in white letters on, on your cannon tank. What are you talking about? That yeah. cannon's, that cannon's huge. You could put a whole like, sentence on there. It's along the gun. The, the turret. Yeah. There's plenty of room. That's where it's on. Yeah. That's where it's on in the like, movie. I, I, I'd call it uh, what? the loudening. The loudening. The loudening. <laughs> <laughs> it's L-A-U-D-I-N-G. Like, you know, the appraisening. But it's oh, I got loud. it. Yeah. yeah. And your spelling makes it sound less ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, what's the loudening? Oh, you'll see. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Ken? I think I have to go with the big kahuna. There you go. Because I like, I like their burgers. <laughs> <laughs> they, have, that, they have tasty burgers. They do. It is breakfast. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Hey, Actually, happy 20th anniversary, Pulp Fiction. <laughs> <laughs> is that a Sprite in your cup? You might have, I, I, have some of your tasty beverage to wash this out. I do, actually. This is mine. Okay, good. <laughs> Sorry. So there. Okay. Yeah, big kahuna. Big kahuna and the loudening. That is pretty good. Yeah. Okay. My question for you guys, if you guys had to pick your team of tank crew, so you have to have two front-end gunners, uh, some tank guy, or the, the actual guy the, the actual missile uh, <laughs> shooter guy, the Shia LaBeef the character, no, the and then the loader, loader, and you guys are the lead, you guys are the, uh, the war daddies. Yeah, war daddies. Thank you. Who's on your team? Like, can be fictional. Can be fictional. Can be fictional. Yeah. So I could just choose just random people. Captain Planet. Okay. Why? Well, why would I have? He's the guy of peace and nonsense. Like, what, why would I have? He'd be like the least effective. You'd be like the blur of the. If Logan you threw mud on him, that's right. Yeah. If you threw mud, I get like the other the Captain Toxic or whatever his name is, but like the one with the. One yeah, with I forget what his name is too. But if the enemy's clear cutting the fields. Captain Planet might fight on your side. Well, like Don Cheadle. Yeah, Don exactly. Cheadle, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So, okay so Don, I like that. Let's, yeah, this is a team effort. I don't yeah. think we need two sets. Here. All right. Okay. So Don Cheadle, Captain Planet, he's one. As your... As as one of the gunners. Okay. I like that. Yeah. Um, I, I would also have Genghis Khan as another gunner. I feel oh, like he just had a blast. He just had a blast. Fair enough. I can't have a blast. He'd have a blast. Yes. Um... I think Gimli would do well on this team. You think Gimli would? I think Gimli would be great. Where would would he be too rotund? No, he'd be a loader. He'd be a loader. He'd be a loader. Okay. I could see him his, doing great yeah, at that. His dwarf hands would be really good. Though cool. him with Genghis Khan, I think there'd be some conflict. Yeah, well, they'd get along. Okay. No one tells it's, it's about a building ground relationship. Yeah, okay. that's true. Good point. Okay. Yeah. Who would be shooting this time? Mark Wahlberg. Mark, Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> yes. Yes, I, I like that. I'm a Nazi. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you guys, it's Germans over there. <laughs> okay, we got Genghis Khan, Genghis Khan, Don, Don, Cheadle, Don Cheadle, and then the loader is Gimli, and then uh, the shooters, shooters Mark and you guys are you guys and are we're the war daddies and all this. Somehow we're guiding the team. I feel I great think it'll work out. <laughs> I, I feel I feel kind of amazing. Fellowship of the Tank. Yeah, like it. Yeah, like it a lot. 
So let's move on. That was a good. That was a good question, Abe. Anything I can. That's how we play. Abe, I'll get to it when I get to it. Uh-huh. Don't interrupt me. Okay. All right. I was just saying that's a good way to lead off a no everybody question. That is a good question. Yeah. Because yeah. we got now we've established team. It's pretty teamwork. Pretty macho. And yeah. And he with Gimli pretty macho. Well, it's like hair calendar, by the way. It's just him like making like poses. That's. Is he with he's other dwarves? His beard's in kind of gross. Really his time. beard's yeah. like he's, he's yeah, what he's like. He's so far, but his mouth is like <laughs> the judge style. Yeah, that'd be gross. Just like the daughter of the judge and, yeah. and the mother. The weird the incestuous yeah. vibe that they're giving yeah, up during yeah, that scene. Yeah, because that's gross. if there's one thing that the judge needed more of, it's incest humor. Yeah, classic. They, they needed none of that. Actually, can't get enough of that. Yeah. Can't get enough <laughs> of that love. <laughs> anyway, can't get enough of that gold. With all of that. With all that being said, I think yes. that's how we play. No, everybody. Oh, that works out. Much better, guys. <laughs> We're getting yeah. the, the approval from the uh, the judges. It's nice that the meetings have been going well. That's all I'm thinking about. The meetings? Yeah, of us getting this together. Right? Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought you meant like the rehearsals. AA meetings. So let's move on now. Let's get down to the quickies. Tim? Each week on now, we have one main movie that we can talk about. We have one main movie that we can talk about. Tim? That was not That was, yeah, you're just like... This sounded quick, but it's I just, I it's just memory recall. I, yeah, it's total recall, as some would call it. Anyway, Abe, have you seen any other movies this week? I have. I watched Gross Point Blank. You watched Gross Point Yesterday Blank? Yesterday on Netflix. You watched my favorite movie of all time? <laughs> Is it your favorite movie of all time? It's almost like we did a wow. podcast where I explained about this. Well, sometimes it, it revolves around, like, Yeah, but it's club, like de facto and, full video yeah. for all intents and purposes. Pretty fun. Pretty fun. <laughs> Thanks. Dan Aykroyd? Pretty funny guy. He's gonna go places. I, I, he's gonna go yeah. places. Yeah, he's getting to the game a little late, but he's going to go places. Dan Aykroyd. He's a soul man. Yes, he is. I was going to make another Chicago joke reference, but I can't figure it out. He wears his sunglasses. At, he was the, he wore his sunglasses the night before. It was cool. Yes, Thunder Shades. So you watched Girls Point Point? I did, yeah. I enjoyed it a lot. Ken, <laughs> have you seen any other movies this week? I have. Um, I'm going to kind of take this one from Aaron, because uh, yesterday we watched uh, Pulp Fiction together. Why you got to take it from or, Aaron? I got Sorry. A, I got a, That's I got Robin. A, I got oh, funny I know Aaron's I got funny. Robin the Hood. But I, uh, yeah, it, as Aaron said, the 20th uh, anniversary of the uh, Pulp, Fiction, uh, Pulp, Pulp Fiction's release, if I could say it. Pulp, Pulp Fiction. Exactly. So we decided to watch it in all its 1080p glory in this recent Blu-ray release. Uh, it has a wonderful Blu-ray. It's it, pretty incredible. Really good. I love the sound amazing. Um, and, uh, I actually finished an anime series called Attack on Titan. I'm still watching that. I really enjoyed it. So, going in anime, I always like to be surprised, so I intentionally don't research it much. So, which leads to me being misinformed about a lot of things. And in this one, I didn't realize it was an ongoing series. Yes. And then I researched more and realized it's a long way away from being finished. So, I'm kind of disappointed in that way. But, I'm really glad I watched it. Each episode is kind of emotionally draining for me. Yeah, it's yeah. it's very rated R. It's very white, sad at times. I like People to add, die, by the way. Uh, but it's really good. Um, so I'd recommend it if you like uh, more mature anime. And streaming on Netflix. It, it is. Yeah. yeah, that's where I watch it. And fit, I watch your next. Because in, during October, I like to watch a couple horror movies. And uh, so I just watched your next again pretty recently too because I saw the guest, which I talked about on the show before. Yes, you did. And it's sort of the same writing duo, writing directing duo, Simon Barrett and Adam Wingard. Um, it's it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's about everything I've seen. Aaron, what have you seen? Um, I saw the film Book of Life. This is the new animated film from producer Guillermo del Toro, directed by uh, Jorge, Jorge, Jorge Gutierrez. Ah. Um, it uh, features Diego Luna, Channing Tatum, and Zoe Saldana. 
Um, the story, it's basically a kind of, it's a, it's a romance that's adventure mixed with the theme of Day of the Dead or Dia de los Muertos. And um, it's a really good animated film. I was very happy to see it. I was very happy to be so warm to it because it, I, it, you know, when it's not Pixar and it's not certain DreamWorks films that like you kind of have a certain and some some Disney films of late, yeah, Wreck It Ralph, Ralph, yeah, Wreck It Ralph and Frozen, um, and the upcoming Big Hero Six, which was also like so much fun. Yeah. I mean, you know, you you and you look at one of these, you know, kind of like cheaper animated films that comes from a different studio. Like it's not even Blue Sky, Fox. It's not yeah. it's not a, some of these other ones that we get. Um, and I was very happy to see that it was just a really good film. Like it's, the animation style is very interesting. It, it because it's it's told as kind of a like a story. Like it's read like the story is read from a book. Like there's kind of layers into the story, and so the, the characters are like like narrated. It's narr- yeah okay yeah like it has like a, it has like bookends. Gotcha. And it goes into what the story is, so you can kind of accept that the characters are all like marionette puppets. Like that's now I now I like that the story moves about the book of life. There's a reason as to why they're animated to look this way gotcha and, but you get the story that's a romance swashbuckler essentially that just takes place in like early 1900s Mexico and, and it's about three characters uh, there's one female and these two guys that are kind of vying for her love they've grown up together and what makes it neat is that there's not it's not about like one of them being like a huge jerk and the other's not like they're just characters that are they're all very they're, they're developed and interesting people and because you have that core foundation everything that goes around it it's just fun and interesting you have all this interesting this kind of Mexican flavor to it which is very deliberate because they're trying to deliver on what the Day of the Dead means. And I do enjoy Mexican food. And there is Mexican food as well as all you can eat churros. Um, is that really? There's a joke about <laughs> all you can eat churros. And it's just but it's very funny it's very stylish it's very colorful it's I mean it, you, I don't say like go see this in 3D but it's certainly a movie that's like if you watch it in 3D it's not a bad choice at all. Hmm. Are there songs? The, or? There, 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 there are songs okay. and, like, they're, and they're most they're actually modern songs that are and turned into have a kind of a Spanish flavor to them like uh, Radiohead's Creep for example. Interesting. It's a, it's, a, it's a ballad version from a from like a from like a like a mariachi perspective. Yeah. Uh, there's things like and it has stuff like that. That kind of, itself is worth probably it has, checking it, it, it has stuff like that where it's kind of pop culture humor which I sometimes kind of frown at because, like, how timely will this be? But it's not like it's not taking it from like now. It's taking it from kind of all over. Yeah. So it doesn't feel like it'll be Christian Columbus jokes. It'll it won't be, it won't feel too <laughs> dated in the same way as like something like Shark Tale will, where it's like that. I never like, watched Shark Tale. Don't worry about it. Okay. You never have to. That's a Will Smith one, right? Yeah. Right. Um, with like everybody, Shark Tale is like him, De Niro, Scorsese, Jack Black, Angelina Jolie, Zoe Weber. There's a lot of people with Shark Tale. That's part of why that movie is what. That's why DreamWorks gets that weird thing. It's like Bridget let's just cast big yourself. people. Who cares if they're good voice actors? Let's just cast people that are big. Um, they change their attitudes. They have, yeah, yeah. which is yeah, which is like for the better. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, regardless, Book of Life, really wonderful film. Uh, what I meant to say too, it, because Del Toro's kind of fingerprints are all over it. It's certain. I'd imagine. I mean, Jorge Gutierrez and the people yeah. involved in running it and whatnot. It it has a level of darkness in there that I appreciate. It's not. It's not ever, like, super sad or super depressing or super dark, but it certainly, it has that more kind of, like, 80s kids movie vibe of it's not afraid to do things that are, that are, you know, always just fun and family-friendly. It's, it's it allows itself to go to certain places that are, that can, you know, provoke a different I'm glad. response. Yeah. And that's something that Guillermo del Toro toyed with in, like, Rise of the Guardians, which is not a movie I love, but I still I enjoyed, and I enjoyed a lot part of it because it has that kind of layer of darkness added to it. I'm well. getting goosebumps right now because I'm remembering the part why he becomes Jack Frost. And I'm yeah, like, oh, right. They, yeah. Yes, that was sad. Yeah. 
Yeah. So yeah, that's Book of Life, and I just want to, I like talking about that movie because I, I'm glad that it got a strong response critically, it made a good amount of money that's in its opening weekend here, and I think it's just a movie worth seeing, regardless of, you know, age, because I, yeah. I wanted to see it, and I was happy that I did see it. I do enjoy animated films all the time. So that was out now, quickies, not so quick. Tim, <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on now, let's get to trailer talk. We each week we discuss one of the latest movie trailers, when they're coming out, what we thought of it, and what have you. And this week we have a new film from director Ron Howard reteaming with Grush star Chris Hemsworth himself. The man with the smile worth a million bucks in my eyes. Uh, it's a film called In the Heart of the Sea. This is a story of the, uh, the whaling ship F.B. Essex, which is the boat which that kind of the, the events of this ship that took place in the ship in, inspired the story of Moby Dick. Um, so that, that interests me right there because uh, I don't necessarily need another Moby Dick movie. But seeing this angle on it, that's that's something pretty neat. And by the looks of this thing, it looks pretty awesome. <laughs> there's some really, there's some really, like I tend to like it's okay. But to back up, I tend to look at Master and Commander as kind of this unheralded masterpiece. I think that movie's kind of brilliant um, for being what's essentially like a very expensive art house film that takes place on the sea and was very complicated to make. Mm -hmm. This gave me that kind of vibe mm -hmm. watching the trailer for this movie, and I really hope it delivers on. So that's kind of my thoughts on it right there, because I think Rod Howard might be delivering something pretty good here. And, and Chris Hemsworth has certainly proven himself to be someone that's a better actor than just, you know, playing Thor. Right. Which is also, you know, he does a good job as Thor, but I mean, as we saw in Rush, which was one of your top ten favorite movies of last year. I'm going to bring that up. Well, in front of the show, Mark Hope and whatnot. Um, I think there's a, a lot to look forward to in a movie like this. But hey, what do you think of the trailer? So exactly what you said, this is a routineing of Ron Howard and Chris Emsworth. I enjoyed them immensely in Rush. I thought Rush was, I think you and I both agree that Rush was one of the most under... It was certainly one of the most underseen movies. Un, yeah, underseen movies. Yeah, it got like love, especially yeah. like in Rules character in particular too. Like right. a lot of people thought he should have did, an Oscar nomination. Did he get like a Golden Globe he got a gold, He got a Golden yeah. Globe, he got a BAFTA, and he got a SAG nomination. Yeah. But he didn't get an Oscar nomination. Right, and then the sound design the sound in design Rush was amazing. Yeah. And the sound design in this trailer was really good too. There's a part where the tails came up. Sounds like a bunch of jet engines that are going off. So the way that they're mixing it, um, I'm curious to see how the story pans out. But again, right now I I have full faith in in Ron Howard and I have full faith in Chris Hemsworth. So I'm on board with this movie. I like in the the trailer it says from director Ron Howard, from the director of Apollo uh, 13. Yeah, Apollo 13. The mind. Right. I wish just once it'd be like from director Ron Howard, star of the Andy Griffith Show. <laughs> <laughs> Director of Splash. Good. <laughs> director of Splash and Night Shift. Yeah. Michael Keaton. <laughs> Ken, what did you think of the trailer? I'm excited solely because every time I see Ron Howard's name, I feel like I'm, I have reason to get excited about the film, but now I pulled up Ron Howard's filmography of everything he's directed, and there's been a couple blemishes, uh, like The Dilemma, who was not exactly my cup of tea, and Da Vinci Code, I, I would argue with others, I really was not. Not a really a fan of. You're, you're not in a that's not a minority opinion. Oh, I, I know, I know. I've, I've definitely uh, gotten into big heated arguments about whether Da Vinci Code's worth seeing or not. But um, that being said, I love Cinderella and I love Apollo 13. I love so many of his movies. I actually have not seen his recent one, Rush, that you were you guys were highly recommending. I heard great things. Yeah, I yep. remember listening to your podcast on. So one day I'll get to it. But please yep. listen to it with with a great sound system. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I will actually. You'll be pleased. Um, it, the visuals look great. Brad Pitt just seems to just... Chris Hemsworth? Oh, well, what's that? Oh, I'm, I, 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 I was thinking of something else, Brad Pitt. My apologies. Chris, has, uh, Chris Hemsworth uh, has been... Freudian slip, huh? Yeah, he's been really been on... <laughs> it is Freudian slip. He's, uh, he's really been on a roll. I'm, I'm excited to see him in another film. Uh, I, I have no reason to not see this movie when it comes out. It looks really exciting. It does. <laughs> I brought up Night Shift. It's also... 
uh, there's also the paper from Michael Keaton. So yes, the paper, paper. That's another one that people haven't seen that much of. Yeah, that's, it's like that's, that's a really good movie. That's another example of like how Michael Keaton's a great actor. Yes, because like, he only he doesn't get a chance yeah. to showcase this very much. And also, uh, Glenn Close is really mean in that movie. Yeah, we're talking a lot about the paper. Yeah, now. it's a good. Yeah, it is a good movie. Ron though. Howard movies. Marshall Chavez in it. Don't get me started on Marshall Chavez. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, they in the heart of the sea. Arrives in theaters uh, March fifteenth next year. And uh, yeah, yeah, twenty fifteen. Looking forward to it. We're getting close. Yeah, we are getting close. Um, so with that in mind, let's move on now. Let's get to our uh, main film review for Fury. That's home. I've never even seen the inside of a tank. You will. I started this war killing Germans in Africa. Now I'm killing Germans in Germany. Been with these fine gentlemen for years. These troops get by you. We're all dead in the water. All we got is you. I won't ask you to do anything I haven't done myself. Comm check. Photo check. Security check. Bond check. Bravo check. Peaceful. History is violent. All right, so that should have been some of the trailer for Fury. This is the new film with Brad Pitt, who stars as War Daddy. Um, War Daddy. War Daddy. He has an actual name. It's uh, Dan Don War Daddy Collier. Um, he's the head of a five-man tank crew, and after losing a man, Logan Lerman from Perks of Being a Wallflower, uh, as Norman, he's uh, assigned to the crew, which also includes Shia LaBeouf, who plays Bible, Michael Pena, who plays Gordo. And John Bernthal, whose name is so dirty I don't feel like saying it on the <laughs> podcast, uh, together they proceed and further into Nazi Germany in the final stages of World War II with the question of Norman's abilities in the battlefield at play. It'll be important for Norman to do what he needs to do, though, if he wants his men to survive in this, in this new film from writer-director David Ayer. Um, so yeah, lots of people in this movie. We have David Ayer, who you, Abe, and I, we've talked about quite a bit in terms of being very hot and cold. Right. I'm going to say right now, Ken has not seen Fury, so he's going to kind of step out of this conversation. Mm-hmm. But he's going to bring some great questions. I'm sure, sure he will. <laughs> Maybe. Um, but it is a, it's a World War II movie. It's a, it's, a, it's a new step for David Ayer. Not necessarily new, but in terms of directing it is. Um, he has previously, he, he was one of the co-writers on U571. That's actually right. his first screenplay. Uh, but yeah, it's a, it's a step back from, you know, uh, gritty cop movies, especially ones centered in L.A., um, so Paul, <laughs> that's true. That's so true. Yeah, I mean, we'll go over David Ayer later because I think we have some stuff related yep. to that in the feedback section. But with all that said, Abe, what do you think of Fury? You know, I think it's a, it's it's like a, a tale of two movies because I didn't really enjoy the first half as much. I enjoyed the second half much more. Um, Where do you say the second half begins? Right after they have lunch with the two German women. I think uh, it's more of just the entire second act. Yeah. So second act into or second half second act of the second half into anyway yes yeah, so because the first part I, I thought that the writing was actually kind of weak in the first part of the film um, some of the acting was very like superficial and kind of off the cuff because there were parts where I just wanted to slap Logan Lerman and sure you could say you can argue that because I wanted to slap him he did a good job and effective at um, at emoting the lines that he was given. But at the same time, it just became very, um, not very procedural, but they were trying to create a lot of angst where I didn't really need to have a lot of angst. 
The second part of the movie I thought was really fun, really uh, dramatic, really dark, really action heavy, and I enjoyed that much or that part much more. The, the The good news is that David Ayer I think did a pretty solid job directing um, this one. Writing again, the first half I'm not so sold on, but I'm glad that this is one of his better movies rather than his terrible movies because not a lot of tank movies have existed. Not you've seen a lot of World War II movies, but I think this one brings a little, a little different spin on it too, which is war is really depressing. There's no question about it. And these guys are fully depressed. They're fully, they've been in this war for such a long time. Like the trailer probably mentioned, they started out in Africa and now they're in Germany. And like what Aaron mentioned, this is kind of the tail end of the war. Um, this is a fictional fictionalization. This is not a true story, but for the most part, I mean, I'm pretty certain that at a certain point you just have to, except that death is all around you and it's so gloomy that you really can't see an end to it and you just have to live every day in the moment, you know, doing your job. So it's funny, I I think the movie's okay. I disagree with some of your points, which I'll get to, but I think the movie's okay overall, which I think is kind of where you are as well. Yeah. But, um, I do think the acting's quite strong throughout the film, um, I, with the kind of the exception of the, the, the third act for reasons that you don't really have much to work with beyond just yelling die Nazi and variations on that. True. So it just kind of drops off at the end there. But I think the initial parts of the film are very well acted. The problem with that is it's well acting with characters that are nothing. There are no characters in this movie. They're just very one dimensional. Uh, they literally have nicknames which describe exactly who they are. And that's all the variation you get on who they are. Michael Pena plays Gordo and he speaks Spanish occasionally. There's nothing else that distinguishes... Gordo is Spanish? There's nothing else that distinguishes who Michael Pena's character is except for the fact that he's the Spanish one. Yeah, so, just to jump in real quickly, yeah. I, I, I found it hard to latch on to a protagonist that you're supposed to root for because I know nothing about him. Exactly. And I felt very little empathy and I felt very little uh, regard for anything that he has to do. And with the exception of not wanting to see American soldiers die in a movie where you're supposed to be escorting the American soldiers as opposed to the Nazis, because that's not a movie... Um, there's no real reason for me to care about these people. And because of that, the movie doesn't become very memorable. You look at a movie like Saving Private Ryan, where the characters, a majority of them may not be incredibly well thought out and whatnot, but you have a key set of people there. You yes. have Private Ryan, you have yeah. Tom Hanks' character, you even have... you got Barry Pepper's character, which is my favorite character. And they have movie. these little moments that and are I'm not so good. Sad. And now it's not necessarily fair for me to compare a movie like this to Saving Private Ryan. Right, I, I was going to make that comparison either. But at the same time, there are ways for movies like this, and there have been a lot of World War II movies, that can deliver on characters and on the action and on the, whatever the topic of said war is. Uh, I don't. I think the movie, the movie does lack a lot in the way of designing these characters in a way that makes you care about them more. With that said, I do think that the middle scene in this movie, which is, is an entire break from the rest of the film, which is also kind of repetitive, which is why I like that second act a lot, because mostly you're just getting cool tank action. And by the way, tank action's pretty cool. I haven't seen tank action before, so I think yeah. like a modern type place. Exactly, here. I'm sure so, like with the placement of the cameras that they could do now, it's a lot. The cooler. way they're showing tank action is pretty amazing. Yeah, I would say the first act is kind of repetitive on showing you like they go here, they shoot things, they go there, and they shoot yeah. things. You get to that third act, it's really exciting for a variety of reasons. We ain't run before, I ain't running now. What's that? We're gonna fight it out. We can't. I'm gonna hold this crossroads. What are you doing? What do you want to do? You want to sit here? We're going to hold this crossroad. You cross want to sit road. here? Hold off the AXS battalion. No, it's not what I want to do, but it's what we're doing. There's five of us. Get your fighting positions. Mount up. 
fighting positions when we ain't got a tank, how are we gonna fight? We got a cannon! No, that don't make sense! So I think it's ex or I think the third act is just better because of the excitement. I don't think it's necessarily because it's a better part of the film. Like in terms of screenwriting, visual play, and whatever else. It's just that there's there's I, I learned well, a little a bit set, more about like these a, characters. Yeah, and I learned more about a sense of stakes involved too, yes, because there's a very yeah. specific thing they're doing in the third act of this film involving their tanking, which is basically given away in the trailer because there's not much story here. I know. That's the other problem which with the movie. A, it, it was a problem when I saw like the second trailer. I was like, oh, that that's the problem. That's the the issue right there. That's that's where that it all ends in one spot. Yeah. Uh, with that said, the sec that moment in the second act. I'm not going to dive too far into it, but they do take a break. They reach a town. Yeah. Brad Pitt and Logan Lorman's character. They try to they try to do something that like reignites their humanity, uh, where they can kind of take a break from the killing and the war stuff and just kind of play house in a way. What, yeah, that's how they describe it in the film too. What makes it incredibly awkward is the, the way they're approaching this, and I, I I really like what David Ayer's trying to do in that whole sequence, and it yeah. eventually involves the rest of the tank crew as well. Yes, it's a it's a way of being incredibly frustrated, also somewhat interested in what could happen here and very tense about what could happen here all at the same time, but there's such nastiness going on with the varying characters involved in the scene that it makes it, like, really weird to try and engage with because, again, you don't know these people. So that scene itself, I thought that the scene was was really oddly placed until it continued, and I was thinking, oh, okay, so I see what he's trying to do here. Because it's it a long on. scene. It is it's a long very long. Yeah. Like, you think that it's going to be, like, two minutes? It's, it's more like, like 10 or 12 no, it's minutes. Like, it's, a, it's like a good 20 minutes of the movie. Yeah, it's, it's pretty lengthy. And I was thinking, this is an odd place to have something like this here. But you're right, I don't know anything about these characters. I don't really care about them. So I also don't really have any reason to think that they're going to do anything bad. Because you, you, you know enough about Brad Pitt's character and Logan Lambert's character to know that they're not bad people. Uh, as opposed to some of the other tank crew members. Um, like... None of them are bad well, people. Are bad they, people. They it's just, just the way they're reacting yeah, based on all the war they've Exactly. Been based on the experience that they've been in. Um, so the, the experience itself there was just really strange because uh, you think that there might be like some sort of spy situation, but there's not really a spy situation. So you, It's a very straightforward movie when you look at it. Like it's, it is. It's just basically a tank rolls from here to there. Yeah. <laughs> That's the movie. But the problem that I had with that, that particular uh, yeah, segment of the movie is just you're trying to... You're, you're supposed to understand Brad Pitt's like... His, his war uh, problems because his back is all scarred. He's also really buff in this movie. Crazy, like, Fight Club buff. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, maybe I should work out more. Um, but then the, the the other characters come into play. I'm sure there's never been other times in your life where you looked at Brad Pitt and you were like, I don't need to work out more. Yeah, I mean, watching Moneyball, I'm like, I, I should stress work out like he does in Moneyball. But the other characters come into play or into the scene, and I, I, I kind of didn't like the way that they were uh, portraying Brad Pitt's character because he's this tank commander. See, I he's did like, like that. I, I appreciated what he was. There was almost what like was a, going on. Well, there was almost like a break in in the order because there's just like, okay, well, clearly he doesn't have control over his men except for in the tank. And I didn't like the way that they were kind of disrespecting his orders in this particular dinner room setting. I could, I mean, I can I certainly say I was frustrated by the actions being taken, but I can't say I disagreed with the way things were going down. Again, it's. It doesn't. Cut, it's not about the who these characters are at this point. That would help. That would yeah. maybe make them, that would maybe make it all work better. But the acting in that whole scene, I think, is very good from everyone involved, including the including, other the other parties involved there. True. Yeah. Um, and the other care. I mean, like Michael Pena, who's ostensibly comic relief, I guess. If if, if there's one character that right. really leans that way, 
Um, but, I mean, he's wearing a top hat in this. But someone like John Bernthal, who would play Shane on The Walking Dead, yeah. he does a very good job of playing a jerk. A huge jerk. Like, this is me censoring myself, but he, yes. he's not a nice guy. But you even, but, and while there isn't much depth in these characters, you do get semblance of things that make it work for the most part, which is why I like this movie enough, beyond just the action. I think there's enough there with the because the actors are so good in the movie, including Labib. And I, don't, and I know. Labib's never a person I, I had a problem with as an actor. So I wanted to bring that up yeah. specifically because I actually enjoyed him in this movie. Because I felt as though he was actually really acting, or taking it seriously. I didn't see Nymphomaniac, which people say he's pretty good he's in, good too. Yeah. Um, but I was thinking, wow. I heard the stories about Labib in this movie. He like, cut his face and removed a tooth. So he could be. I, I noticed like, the tooth thing, and, and I was wondering, did he, he, he just wear a cap? He didn't take showers on set, so he could just keep being in. The well, I guess he's trying to go all method now, trying to trying to be the next guy. And like again, and, and but, by he, the way, but he's got great scenes where he's really crying, and I was like, wow, this is good on you. So you bring that up, and that's kind of the thing that I almost take issue with because really? him crying in scenes. It's not that I don't dislike the passion he's trying to put in, but it seems like he, it seems like he leans on that a lot in the movie. Like you see him do that same kind of teary eyed face a lot throughout the film, and it's like I mean his I, nickname is Bible. I, yeah, but it, it feels like he's, it almost seems like a crutch for him to like to prove that he's a dramatic actor that he can do something like this. So that's a good point. I mean that's a, that's a good counter to to what I'm saying, but I still enjoy but I, but his I, acting. I I agree. I still yeah. enjoy his acting for the most part. It's the same, it's the same thing with Logan Lerman, who I think eventually. Logan Lerman, he I, I was reminded of what you said about um, Paul Dano and how he looks like you want to beat him up all the time. Yeah, like Logan Lerman. Maybe it's because he was in person being a wallflower and he's kind of like a quiet guy in there. But he seems like a guy that I just want to be like, I just want to shake the hell out of him. He's like, dude, come on. Like, wake up. I, I mean, I would say he's the weakest of the five tank crew. And he's, film, again, like, he's supposed to be the guy that you well. that you attach to the most because he's new. He's the and most he's supposed he's to be the, the character. audience surrogate. Right. And it's like, he doesn't really do anything for me because in this situation, I would be like, okay, I've been put in this situation. I need to work with my tank crew to do whatever I can do to help them survive. Yeah, and so it's hard to relate to him when he's not doing these things, even though you might even want to do yeah. these things. And it's it's tricky. Uh, with that that said, yeah. Brad Pitt very good in this movie. Brad Pitt's always good. I, I, yeah, yeah. He, I mean, he's very consistently good in this. Yes. But he, does, I mean, he plays a lot with silence in this movie, and I like that. I, I mean, he, he speaks when he has to, he yells when he has to. Yeah. He does some bad things. I, I also these think guys aren't that good in this movie, yeah. by the way. I mean, there is like a war crime essentially that happens in this film. There's a lot of war crimes. He, um, yes. <laughs> no, 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 but there's also a lot of, like... Anyway. Um, but Brad Pitt... The reason why I was a writer of uh, uh, Saving Private Ryan is because Brad Pitt has those quiet moments where he's got to internalize a lot of things. And you kind of felt that with Tom Hanks at times, too, with his uh, his hand shaking a little bit. But uh, Brad Pitt's character... Uh, <laughs> I also thought that he spewed out, like, these these beautiful nuggets of, like, war knowledge at very, like... Opportune times, like okay, David Ayer, I get it that he's like this like grizzled uh, war veteran, but at the same time, it's like I don't need to know like, that he knows so much about the the philosophy of war that he's got to give it, he's got to uh, tell it to Logan Lerman's character, which is in turn telling it to the audience. It's like well, it's, it's a place, misplaced sense of knowledge where you're supposed to understand him as characters because he spouts these kinds of lines as opposed to actually developing the character, and that kind of point doesn't help. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you see all these people. Ideals are peaceful. War is messy. And then he just leaves the scene. It's like, okay. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Brad Pitt. <laughs> so, I, I did like his character, but I, I, I thought that there were sides of him that he that David Ayer wanted to explore. Again, like, he has a line where he says, if you're not going to take her into the room, I am. And I was like, 
I guess you want to explore some some of the darker depths of Redfist here, but he's well, never got a whole war is hell theme. I mean, there's just not much in this movie in terms of like motifs and where what it could be examining. It's not like you look at this movie and see how it relates to today or anything. It just feels like a pretty straightforward war pick that yeah. just have like its main intentions to show you that war is hell. Like that's really all. The, if there's more going on, I'd love yeah. to hear about it. I would read that article. I'd love for someone to write in to us and tell us what they think was going on yeah. in relation to the current I would day. love to hear other people's uh, thoughts about it but as well. For what I saw, it's a, just a very dark war film that has some very excellent action in there. I think it has some excellent acting in there. That's not the same as characters. Those are two different things, but I think the people, the, given the scenes that they have and what they're supposed to do with those scenes, the actors do a very good job with that. Agreed. Um, Can I throw in a question? Yes. What, what does this movie do that's not done better in other war films. I've heard nothing that sounds. I think Aaron's about point about the tank warfare tank is probably warfare. the best. Thing. Okay, yeah. So it's I, not so much like like oh let me just stationary tank versus stationary tank. Yeah, they actually have some really dynamic. Uh, you see how they kind of function, how they function in combat, like okay. what a real like intense tank battle is. Um, but to that point, don't be surprised when Brad Pitt's tank is like the only tank remaining. It's I mean because it's a David Ayer movie at the end of the day. Well, because they're because of the five main characters in the film are all in one tank. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's, I mean it's, there's been plenty of war movies. I mean, there, it, yeah. and we'll get to that later on as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in terms of kind of originality, I mean, it comes from the it comes from the kind of the team of actors you're watching and seeing them seeing them function inside of a tank and just getting another kind of. Look at war. It's certainly made from you know this time as opposed to like in the past, the fifties yeah. or in the sixties yeah. later on. So one last gripe yeah. that I have is uh, I don't really know about the passage of time in this movie. So I don't, I never really got a sense of um, it's like two days exactly. So that's why I was that's like it. Logan Lerman's character changed a lot in two days, and I didn't like that. I didn't like that at all. I mean, it's not something I really faulted with. I feel like. Given the stakes of the circumstances he was involved with, I can I can take that. No, and yeah, I, and I understand that too. Like you know, like learning quickly and whatever else. But the sense of time, like I'm glad that you said two days because that's what well, I'm it trying is, to count. It is <laughs> so same if that same problem. Anyway, all right. So that said, let's rate Fury then. What do you think? When do you, when should people go see Fury? I'd say DVD. Really? Go yeah. that far? Yeah. I think it's. I mean, in terms of the sound and visuals it's a good big screen film let's go see it big screen like right now yeah it's a a fine adult drama yeah I guess I had more problems with it to modify your rating you should say Blu-ray instead of DVD Blu-ray that way you can kind of see what you kind of could have seen in the theaters (laughs) and listen yeah move on now let's get the movie callback 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 this is where we talk about maybe this is where we talk about films that we thought of maybe during or after said movie. Of course, we're still talking about Fury. Abe, hey, what movies did you think of? So, Saving Barbara Ryan and also the documentary Bully. Because it seemed like they were bullying. You can think of a good documentary? Uh, well, I, I just like the title Bully. So, you can think of Paranormal or Captain America? I could have. I thought of Captain America. Did you? Yes, I did. Okay. I thought of Saving Barbara Ryan. I thought of Bridge on the River Kwai. I thought of Casualties of War, actually. A lot of war. Vietnam. It's, it's, I thought of it. It's funny that we didn't think of any comedies. <laughs> didn't come across that either. Yeah, no. I mean, Kelly's Heroes fits. It's a tank movie. And it's Major pain? No. <laughs> oh, okay. And Apocalypse now. Okay. Bunch of guys together doing a thing. Let's move on. Let's get to our sponsor. Each week, Count Now is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com. There's that podcast. There are over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 device if you're choosing. 
I don't have a specific book to recommend, but there are plenty of war history books, World War II there history are. books, that I'm sure are available in an audible form. You can even get Unbroken, which we've recommended before, but that's you know, coming out soon. That's coming out on Christmas. It is a pretty amazing book. Yeah. I'm very curious now that I know that it's rated PG-13. It's like, what? Is it? <laughs> <laughs> Given the thing that happened in that yeah. book, that story, that that true story. Um, right. That, no, it's a little we'll weird, see. right? Yeah. But, I thought it was right. rated R. No, it's rated PG-13. Mm. But a second trailer came out, and it looks amazing. So I was like, I don't know what to think here. What are you doing, Angie? <laughs> Um, Joe. We call her Joe. You call her Joe. I'm friends with the Pitt family. <laughs> yeah. Sh- Shiloh is their daughter, right? I don't... Or is that a dog? Okay. Shiloh... <laughs> Shiloh is a dog, and I don't memorize the names of celebrity kids. So. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Unless it's Northwest. Brangelina um, is... You're great friends with the family, is what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I only watch their their other kids. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Fair you, enough. You can download... Any audiobook that you can find on audible.com is on a podcast. You can keep that book. You can check out the service. But if you don't like the service, you can get rid of it. But you get to keep that book that you download for free. So, be a winner. Read. Or listen. Audibletrial.com. So, shout out podcast. Aw. Let's. <laughs> that, was, that was cute. I liked it. Let's move on now. Let's get to uh, let's get to our feedback. Feedback, feedback, feedback. This is where we talk about some of the various answers and questions that we received on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash now podcast. Uh, we yeah. have lots of uh, lots of answers this week and lots of uh, some good questions. Good questions. Yeah. yeah. So I'm gonna start this one off. Um, I asked, what are people's favorite Brad Pitt roles? And Ken, feel free to answer when you want to as well. Uh, Tina has Legends of the Fall. Elsa has Troy, and Philip responds he was pretty dreamy in that one. Philip then responds, Billy Bean and Moneyball. Taryn has 12 Monkeys, Fight Club at 7. Chris Tyler has Floyd and True Romance and Upset. William Hale has 12 Monkeys. Lawrence has 7 is my fave. Manish has Aldo Rain from The Glorious Bastards and Billy Bean and Moneyball. Jason has 7 and Megamind and The Glorious <laughs> Bastards. He's got two scenes. And Glorious, uh, Scott has Inglorious Bastards. Uh, Matthew has 12 Monkeys in Fight Club. I hope someone says Benjamin Button so Aaron can comment, which Adam then responds. <laughs> Glorious Bastards Fight Club and the Curious Case of Benjamin Button because as they were getting older, he was getting younger. You can't see it, but I'm pointing at Aaron because I knew that line was coming. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that line was coming. Do you have any favorite Brad Pitt roles? Oh, 12 Monkeys, no question. But that was said like eight monkeys, times. Yeah. But yeah, he's great in that. <laughs> I mean, we've already talked about favorite movies, so yeah, Fight Club. <laughs> this is true, yeah. He's um, also I, not bad as Rusty in Ocean's Eleven. I, I mean, Ooh. I like that he's always eating. He's always yeah, he's, he's stressed eating all the time. Yeah, um, I do. I do like him in um, uh, Tree of Life quite a bit. I think he's very good uh, in that movie as far as his acting goes. Good, I do good. think his Moneyball performance is very good as well. Moneyball performance is really good. I enjoyed him as Billy Bean a lot. Next question we had is, David Ayer has had some hits. I just end up watching some misses like Street Kings. What are some of your favorite David Ayer projects? Even if they are guilty pleasures, like Harsh Times. I don't know Harsh Times is now a guilty pleasure. Uh, some some people didn't really like it. That doesn't make it a guilty pleasure. That means some people didn't like it. <laughs> but they still watch it and they enjoy Christian Bale's performance. That doesn't make it a guilty pleasure. Guilty uh, pleasure is like you don't like it, but you watch it anyway because it's like silly fun. Like perhaps Fast and the Furious, another David Ayer movie. <laughs> yeah, that was rude. I'm an FBI agent. Why is he like 26? Anyway. It's early Ethan. Keanu Reeves was young in Point Break. The same movie. <laughs> Just with, with that is the same movie. Yeah. yeah. Adam writes End of Watch. Philip writes End of Watch. Isaac writes Harsh Times. And Jason writes Sabotage. Uh, okay. 
Uh, as far as his movies go, I had to watch. That's, yeah. That movie was, that movie was great. Yeah. Not enough people saw that one. Um, as far as guilty pleasure, SWAT. I love SWAT. Did, did he Did he write SWAT? He wrote SWAT. Ah. You guys are either SWAT or you're not. <laughs> I was like, like at the end, like uh, Josh Charles' character dies, so like Sam, Sam Jackson just throws like the SWAT vest on his dead body. Just like SWAT. It's like, oh well, I what? guess. What's just yeah. solid? That's a that's a one hundred million dollars, or is it one hundred million dollars? Right, one hundred million dollars. It's a lot of money. I I mean, yeah. That's another one where it's like period where it's rich. Just like it's there's nothing going on until the third act. It's like, oh, yeah, there's a plot now. It's like <laughs> yeah, and also uh, what's his face is in there? Jeremy Hawkeye himself. Jeremy Renner is in there. Colin Farrell, Sam Jackson, L. O. Cool J, Michelle Rodriguez. I mean, that movie's got people. It's fun. It's a fun movie. Who? We keep yeah. threatening to do commentary for SWAT because we should. <laughs> we should do commentary for SWAT. SWAT. Got SWAT commentary? Yeah, Christmas. Christmas, Christmas yeah. commentary. It's SWAT. Oh, Christmas SWAT. It'd be, yeah. We'll, we'll just see the TV Merry too. Christmas. We'll just see the thing that the whole time. I, okay. Yeah, I was like, I'm thinking of... Because I was going with the final countdown as well. I was like, how does it go? There's David Ayer movies. He wrote U571. He wrote Training Day. He wrote Fast and Furious. He wrote Dark Blue. He wrote Harsh Times. He wrote SWAT. He directed Street Kings. It's terrible. He directed Harsh Times. It's okay. Christian Bale's quite good. End of Watch. He wrote and directed Sabotage. He wrote and directed Sabotage. It is more of like he was brought on. That came out this year. Yeah, this year. That came out this year. Yeah, which is terrible. But he also came on to that project late in the game. So that makes me kind don't, of feel don't make it, it. Don't make it. I know, but I, I, read an, I read an interview with David Ayer about Fear, and he was talking about, you also had Sabotage. He's like, yeah, thank God that's over, right? Like, and okay. so clearly he didn't see, like, it's, he came on to that, like, after the fact, which makes me kind of happy. About um, it was previously directed by Warner Schwarzenegger, wasn't it? Like, uh, give me myself in a movie. Who was that? That was Arnold. Who? Arnold. Who? Schwarzenegger. Who? Arnold Schwarzenegger. Okay, we don't need to do that ever again. <laughs> and now David Ayer's tapped to do the Suicide Squad movie for DC Comics. So ah, I'm excited about that. I don't know who that is. That could be interesting. It's a lot of Batman villains combined okay. and led by Har- Harley Quinn. Oh. Um, yeah, is this a comic book? It, it's, or I believe there's a comic book on it. Yeah, yeah, yes, it's a comic okay. book. Okay, right. But it is a, a DC Comics team of villains. That and sounds so that pretty be, interesting. Be interesting. Yeah. It's more interesting than a Sinister Six movie, I'll say that. Um, well, Giamatti's going to be in it, maybe. Yeah, and? We'll see. Okay. Okay. Our next question is, what's your favorite World War II movie? April has has to be Saving Private Ryan, right? I think there's a lot more. Um, it's a pretty good one, though. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a, a great top, choice. It's yeah. a top five. I would, yeah, yeah. even the top three, perhaps. I, I just, I would think, I think. Indiana Jones I, and the... And the Raiders of the Lost Ark. Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> they fight some Nazis there. <laughs> in terms of, like, in terms of, like, clear, and we're going to read more here, yes. but in terms of, like, clear-cut World War II movies... Saving Private Ryan, yes, it is a great movie. It is a it is a modern classic. Yeah. But there are other World War II movies that I do die. I don't think it just the argument just stops there at Saving Private Ryan. No, I mean, like, I'd put Schindler's List above that. I mean, it certainly argument. gets very good. There you and, go. And it certainly gets it's Private Ryan. Dagger to my heart. Let alone Schindler's List. They certainly get credit. Private Ryan gets credit for yes, for giving a very graphic portrayal of war. Yeah. I'm not denying that. But in terms of like the best World War II movies. There's other ones I can think of that off the top. I, I, Bridge on the River Quiet is an amazing movie, but let's move on. Yeah. Um, Amy has Monuments Men was pretty fantastic. Nah. Not much agreement going on there. I'm going gonna, gonna <laughs> to disagree a little bit. Going to see Fury this week. It looks great. Hope she enjoyed it. Uh, Scott Mendelson has uh, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 1 and Part 2. I love that that's an answer that he put down uh, just because of the parables that he's going for. It yeah. makes it quite entertaining to me. Uh, but he also has Captain America. 
Uh, Matthew has Inglorious Bastards and Captain America. Adam has Saving Private Ryan, Patton, and the Dirty Dozen. Dirty Dozen. Uh, Joe Jans has Shaving Ryan's Privates, a close second. Oh! Dan has Inglorious Bastards as his first pick. Uh, Trevor has the Thin Red Line, Das Boot, and Downfall. See, I play. Das Boot is, <laughs> das Boot is like submarine warfare. You should go check that out for submarine warfare. Um, Justin has Saving Private Ryan, Pearl Harbor. I just like the flight scenes. Fair. Uh, Wind Talkers, <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, bridge, over river, bridge, bridge on the River Kwai, Enemy at the Gates, Forgot Das Boots, uh, Tora Tora Tora, U571 is World War II, right? Yes, yes. it is because it involves U-boats. Guess what? Those are German. Guess what? what? World War II. Uh, Philip has Private Ryan, Captain America, Letters of Iwo Jima, and The Great Escape. The Great Escape. Oh. Uh, Matt Terrell has 1941, y'all, because we didn't get enough Steven Spielberg references as it was, so let's get his <laughs> overblown, big-budgeted mess of a movie that no one remembers. <laughs> Matt remembers it. Apparently. Um, That's a good guy. But no, yeah, thank you. Thank you for all those. But yeah, I mean... I only got World War II movies. Yeah, Bridge on the River is amazing. Or you can just watch PBS. They probably have a World War II documentary on right I even now. go beyond that. Like, Ken, I know you're a huge Band of Brothers fan. Yeah. Band of Brothers is very good. It's my favorite show of all time. And we watched uh, The Pacific together, which I think was pretty, pretty mm-hmm. fantastic, too. I mean, Band of Brothers is... Superior, but superior, Pacific but is still the, fantastic. The Pacific, yeah, it's good stuff going on. It is pretty good. I didn't think about a miniseries movie. Mm-hmm. So. Next, we'll move to the questions that you guys asked us. Phil asked us, what film do you guys think does the best job of showing... The real destruction and tragedy of a war, but also pays proper respect to the courage, heroism, and sacrifice of the people who fight in it. I mean, I don't think there's many movies that don't do that, as far as kind of straight World War II movies go, or, you know, yeah. even war movies go. Um, I mean, there's bad war movies. Uh, I mean, there's, there's Pearl Harbor. Yeah, bad movie. But even yeah, that, yeah. like, it has a level of respect, I would guess. Right. But I mean, yeah, like, Private Ryan's an obvious pick. Band of Brothers is like an ultimate pick. Yeah, I mean, like... Movie. Um, Not even just like World War II movies. It's just I, I, I do agree. Like, war movies in general, like Black Hawk Down. I mean, Black Hawk, yeah, that, I mean, that showed like, a lot of U.S. debts, which people probably weren't fond of. But see, there's, I, I meant to bring this up too. There's another thing about Fury that I like quite a bit. It's not. I mean, there might not be like big character arcs in that movie, but yeah. it's also not full of melodrama either, which is something I can appreciate. And it's not a movie about celebrating American patriotism. Yes, I, agree. I mean it's a movie yeah. that's very cut and dry. Like it could be about any war. It, it reminds me of like what Scott said. Like when when people die on film in films, like uh, does the filmmaker take the time to like. Uh, like a moment out to, to, you know, linger on that death for a while. It's like, no, in Fury, not really. No, it doesn't. Like, and they die, and, and that's kind of the end of their character, and they've got to keep going. Yeah, and it's, it's an opposite of something like Lone Survivor, which is a movie I did not like, because Lone it does Survivor. that. Yeah. Because it takes that extra step to, to really martyrize the people the, the people yeah. that are being taken down. It is movie. not glorious. Yeah. It's not it's, glorious. It's, but it's, it's very it's, sad. You know, there's like... You know, 18 shots going into a guy in slow motion because you're supposed to celebrate how amazing he is. Yeah. I'm not denying the fact that Navy Seals are amazing people, but at yeah. the same time, there's a way to portray that in film, and I don't think that movie did that in the best of ways. Yeah. I know a lot of people disagree with me on that. Apparently, you got me. <laughs> it, it, it made its money and got yeah. a, and It did very well with it, the audience. It did well with, that, with the audiences. Audience which kind of makes sense. Um, anyway. Like but I, yeah, I think that there's a lot of war movies that do it. I mean, I don't think there's any war. I, that would probably never be released. There are. There are bad war movies yeah. that do a bad job and things like that. I mean, but mm. they're just ones that aren't memorable. That's the problem. That's why I can't think of them offhand because you don't remember those movies. They're just bad movies. Yeah. I'm trying to think of the one with like uh, Robert De Niro and Cuba Gooding Jr. Men of Honor? Yes, that one. Well, that's, I, I never that's saw That's not even a war movie. That's like, oh, it's just that, like... That's, 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 that's Navy guys practicing Navy stuff. Okay. That's more about... The movie has merit. Welding? It does have merit. That's a movie more about kind of racial segregation and yeah. acceptance rather than actual like being in war and showing right. what heroics mean. There are heroic actions that take place in that movie, but it's a little different. 
Yeah. Um, okay. Good. 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 Philip has, have you seen a scanner darkly, and what do you think about it? I just like that that's a random question he has there. Maybe he was watching Richard Linklater movie. I haven't seen it. I, I see, I love Scanner Darkly. I put that in probably the top five of Linklater, which is difficult because you have before sunrise, sunset, and midnight, so that's three movies right there. And then you have Boyhood, Boyhood which is and then you have Days of Confused. So kind of already drops out of the top five. Yeah. I put it in my top ten of the Richard Linklater movies. <laughs> and all the future upcoming releases. Yeah. Uh, but no, I think Standard, Standard Arkley, uh, with Keanu Reeves and Woody Harrelson and, Keanu and um, Robert Downey Jr., uh, it's a it's a very interesting, it's a Philip K. Dick story. It has a very intriguing story. I love the Philip K. Dick story. It's a Philip oh, K. Dick okay. story, yeah. It has that kind of, he, he experiments with this in A Waking Life, but it's that rotoscope thing again where he filmed all the actors live and painted over them. Oh. Um, and it's, I I, I like seeing, uh, if Richard Linklater does a sci-fi movie, I'm glad that this was the one that he did. Because it's a, it's a very interesting movie. It has a lot of neat ideas, and it's very fun to watch. I mean, this is this is pre Iron Man Downey Jr. and he and Woody Harrelson are great together. They do they have a lot of fun stuff to work with. It makes me happy. And Keanu Reeves, who I mean, put a, put aside some like early roles. I don't I don't I don't, he may not be the best actor, but I think in the right role he does a very good job in things. That's I very much agree with that. Like, that's, like give him the right role, and that's a movie he does solid. a very good job, and he plays Street I mean, Kings. He, he was plays, great. Shut up. But he, <laughs> and we'll we'll talk about John Wick next week. But John yes. Wick. <laughs> um, <laughs> I I keep seeing the commercial, and because like Man of Tai Chi was last year, and he had that line. He's like, "You owe me a life," and yeah. I really like hearing that. This time, it's like people keep asking me if I'm back. Well. <laughs> I think I'm back. And I like, it, 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 I like, like, like a, a disgravely Clint Eastwood well, voice. It's like, no, it's not like, I'm back. It's like, I think I'm back. Yeah, the way he says it, but John Wick. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll talk about this, but I mean, in the I'm week where we've had Equalizer and Walk on the Tombstones of Neeson and Denzel Washington, I'm glad John Wick exists. So, um, yeah. Anyway. Last question from yeah. Jason. Do you think a Ghostbusters reboot can work? I don't care. Yeah. Oh, I don't, reboot? Sorry. Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Oh. I don't mm-hmm. care. I mean, <laughs> that's where I'm at. With this. I'm happy to see whatever comes out. Cause I, I I'd rather it be in this um, front of the show, Randy Shaver, who was on our Step Up episode. He, uh, he made a good point of saying it, they, they shouldn't like try to reboot it. They should just expand the world. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. makes so much more sense. If you're gonna that's what I was going to say. Like, I, don't, I don't know about a reboot, but I do like the idea of just continuation of the Ghostbusters. Because if you want to do it, fine. Do it. It's probably going to happen regardless. They keep talking about it. I was this way with Indiana Jones. No, be like, it's not going to happen if I came out It'd be the worst if they just actually did reboot it shot for shot and line for line with, like, I don't know. No, that's... No. Patrick Wilson. <laughs> I like Patrick Wilson. Like Patrick he's, a, Wilson. he's a good guy. Okay. Yeah. Regardless. Just expand. Freddy like, Rodriguez. This is, a, this, is a, this is a world where ghosts exist. There is a lot you can do with that beyond just watch four guys in New York. Yeah. So, like, Go to a different city. Say 30, 30 years later in, in New York. There's so many... If you want yeah. this all-female cast that they keep, which is what they're going to do, because Paul Feig of Bridesmaids and The Heat... Right with the writer of the Heat, the Heat, a movie I did not like at all. Da uh, Heat with a D. What? Da Heat? No, it's never Da. Oh. Okay. <laughs> you asked this last week. It's never Da. No, the uh, the sequel is Da. <laughs> da. I'm just so past the point of caring about a Ghostbusters sequel or remake or whatever. So when it happens, it happens, and I'll probably also Bill Murray feels the same way that you feel. Bill Murray's felt the same way since he made the after he made the first one. Yeah, he's openly yeah he's openly said that the second one wasn't that good. You've also said the second one wasn't that good. Dan Aykroyd's like oh but oh no I'm sorry not Dan Aykroyd but Harold Ramis like oh I wrote it. But they both wrote it. Okay. 
I just, I'm, and, I'm past the point of caring about Ghostbusters. I'm tired of hearing about it. Show me a slate that says Ghostbusters Day 1 and, like, I'll be happy, I'll be fine. But I don't need to keep hearing rumors and things. Oh, I was just doing a slate thing for Aaron. Thank you. It didn't, it didn't work out on the Not radio. at all. On <laughs> Anyway. All right. Moving on. Yeah, should we move on? Do you have something to queue up our next segment, Aaron? Of course I do. Oh, really? Because our next segment is... Games. Not furious enough. War is hell, Thanks. Thanks. That, that was depressing. So I've got two games. You can say thanks, War Daddy. <laughs> thanks, War Daddy. Daddy. i got two games. One of them is two questions. The other one is actually the, the bulk of the game. The first game is called Tanks a Lot, which Aaron came up with. <laughs> or... <laughs> How McBain would pronounce it, thanks, in a film title. Thanks so, a lot. Yes, so it'd be, uh, exactly, but you'd have to say tank instead of thanks, even though McBain doesn't say tanks. Mm-hmm. So there are two questions here. You guys have to name the movie title, uh, Ken You're Playing versus Aaron. Just okay. buzz it oh, with is that name. how it's going? Yeah. yeah. Okay, good. Well, we have another audience member here, too, uh, who might chime in, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> so remember, the game is tanks a lot, or how McBain would pronounce thanks in a film title. Number one, a divorced dad is a national spokesman for Big Tobacco while trying to balance a role model he should be for his son. Aaron. Aaron. Thank you for smoking. <laughs> yes, that is correct. <laughs> All right, number two. Well played. Three drag queens travel cross-country until their car breaks down, leaving them stranded in a small town. you got to say the entire title. Aaron. Aaron. Two Wong Fu, tanks for everything, Julie Newmar. That is correct. <laughs> Alright, the next game. Well, hold on. Tu Wong Fu, tanks for everything, comma, Julie See, I was going to get you on that one, but I was like, okay, well, we've been letting it slip recently, but I shouldn't let you slip next time. Alright, so the next game, which is the bulk of the game, is called, in other words, World War II Edition. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to name a movie title, and I just change the words around. So an example would be, uh, Internally Beating Organs Battle, and the answer is Hearts War. Oh. <laughs> At least you had an example. Yes, I know. I thought case. about that last night. All right, here we go. <clears throat> Notes from a Japanese island. Ken. Ken. Letters from Iwo Jima. That is correct. Next one. Rival near the fence. Ken. Ken. Oh, uh, enemy at the gates. That is correct. <laughs> Next one. Minuscule crimson geometrical plane. Ken. Ken. Thin red line. That is correct. Whoa. <laughs> Come on, Aaron. Next one. Scarlet behinds. Scarlet behinds. Ken? Ken. I don't think this is it, but Red Dawn? That's not correct. <laughs> Hold on. Aaron with the sweep? Well, give me a chance to don't just knock down fingers. Scarlet behinds. I think Aaron might have this. I'm not sure. In five. Four, three, two, one. Red Tails. Oh, Abe gets that gosh. one. There's a terrible war. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Next. No one. one wants to remember that, Abe. Sorry. <laughs> Kingdom of the Star Earth Orbits. Kingdom of the Star Earth Orbits. These are all World War II movies, right? Yeah. Kingdom of the Star Earth Orbits. Aaron. Aaron. Empire of the Sun. That is correct. 
Okay, two more. Officer of the United States, colon, earliest vindicator. Aaron? Aaron. That's no, not correct. Not it. Say it one more time. Ken with the sweep. Officer of the United States, colon, earliest vindicator. Officer of the United States, colon, earliest vindicator. In five, four, three, oh God, two, one. I don't know. Captain America, colon, the first Avenger. Oh. Abe gets that one. That should have been an easy one. And last one, essence is lovely. Essence. Aaron. Life is beautiful. That is correct. Oh. Which is a very depressing movie. All right, let's see here. One, two, you watch the first half? three, four. Aaron with the with he squeaked by four to three, Abe with two. So congratulations. The first game combined. Yeah. The second game. I I did combine the first okay. game. <laughs> like, really? Yeah. Dang it! That was so close. Well, thanks a lot. <laughs> the goggles—they do nothing. <laughs> that was games. Great. Okay. Move on now. Let's get down now. Let's get to out now. Presents what's out now. These are movies that are coming out on Blu-ray, DVD, or streaming this week. And we have a lot here. Okay, so we have Snowpiercer. Yeah, everyone should see that one. Everyone should see that one, and Abe's definitely wrong. Okay, moving on. (laughs) Earth to Echo. I never saw it. It's a movie. Okay. (laughs) Uh, The Purge Anarchy. Not, not, I don't care, (laughs) care about these Purge movies. Uh, Sex Tape, which is about the least funniest movie I've seen in a very long time. (laughs) Mainly because there were no laps in what was supposed to be a comedy. Was there a lot of fornication? There's an amount. Ah, okay. Um, See No Evil uh, 2. Uh, There's a horror movie that's... Uh, I, I didn't know this came out. I uh, Scream Fest this week, and I want to mention it because it's directed by the Sosa Sisters, um, who have proven themselves well in the horror genre. Okay. Speaking of the horror genre, Wrong Turn 6, Last Resort. Part 6? Mm-hmm. They're getting, they're getting to Leprechaun territory. Uh, Life After Beth. There's actually... That's, about, that's the same number of Leprechaun movies. Six? Yeah. yeah. Um, Life After Beth, this was a zombie That's... romantic comedy with Dane DeHaan yeah. and Audrey Plaza. Was it good? It's okay. Okay. Like, it's, it's okay. Okay. It's not okay. much going on. Not a lot of laughs? Not, not a lot of laughs, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, John C. Riley's good. Um, I think it's be happy. Kundo, this is a samurai film that I'm supposed to be reviewing the Blu-ray of, so I'll have that up soon. Huh. I haven't watched it yet. Gotcha. Uh, Mad Men, the final season part one, I mean... It's just a great show. So. <laughs> the final season, part one? Yeah. They, they broke up the, the DVD releases? No, it's, no it's, it's split in half. Oh, the, next, oh, the, the final part uh, two hits the TV next year. I gotcha. Yeah. Okay, the telly. Yeah, so the first part of that season is currently available. It will be available. It's like Breaking Bad. Exactly like Breaking Bad. Oh, yeah, that's right. They took like a mid-season mm-hmm. break. Okay, all right. Well, a year break. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, I know nothing about Breaking Bad. Um, See, it's great. The oh, season he's, five? He's building, he's working his way Working his way up. They're on the train heist. So that... Well, they might be doing train heist. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, so yeah, that's what's coming out. Move on, let's get to next week. Next week's show, um, it's... Depends. It depends if Whiplash or Birdman spreads wider. A lot of good movies. I mean, if those spread yeah. wider, we'll talk about those definitely, one or the other. Uh, Great. If not, we'll talk about John Wick, which is, is also worth talking about. But, I mean... Um, that sounds like we might have to do like three mini podcasts or something. Or we can do just one. With yeah. <laughs> if Burn Matter um, Whiplash comes out especially, we'll be able to talk about one of those movies in Jones, which will be a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, but John will also be fun to talk about. So it's up in the air with George Clooney right now about what we're gonna do. You talk want the about cancer? What? Do you want the cancer? The what? Do you want the cancer? Do you want the can? Oh the can. sir. 
Ah. That was the opening line wait, for her. Wait, 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 the most obscure line. Because I got it to be, it's like, that's so, like, that's the line you pull. I had no idea what you were talking about. I was, like, looking at you guys, like, what are you talking about? What is your life way to you? I'm holding imagine a meditation life, backpack right imagine now. Imagine your life was in a backpack. Oh, wait, no. I, I Put everything you own in that backpack. Now, start taking things out of that backpack. It's getting quieter. Okay. <laughs> Your face is really built into the podcast, Dave. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Your method acting is flawless. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I think my coach, Coach Smith. Okay, so with all that being said, the last thing we do here, what should people go and see now? What movie should people go and see in theaters right now? I'd say The Book of Life, even though I haven't seen it, but you, you your synopsis of this makes it sound amazing. I'm certainly saying Book of Life. Yeah. Sounds good. Okay. We're both saying Book of Life. Okay. Actually, go watch that this afternoon. I'm not even joking. All right, well, with all that said, that's going to do it for this week's episode of About Now, Theron Nave. You can find more of my work on my personal blog at codezeek.com, where you can find all my written movie reviews, as well as at wisoblue.com for all my Blu-ray reviews. You can also find me on Twitter at twitter.com, slash Aaron's PS4. You can find more fun stuff at walrusmoose.blogspot.com and twitter.com, slash walrusmoose, hashtag chain heist. Ken, can people find you anywhere? They can find me in San Jose. That's about it, though. Yay! <laughs> Far away! <laughs> With all that in mind, you can find all the other episodes about Now Fair Name on iTunes and at Stitcher, as well as at hhwlb.com. That is the podcast network that hosts our show, along with other fun shows, including the Walking Dead TV podcast, which is back in full swing, given that The Walking Dead's now back on the air. Pretty good this season? It's had a strong season opener, okay. that's for sure. Oh, um, only one episode? It's only one episode. Okay, yeah. This, tonight's the second episode. Okay. Um... Uh, there's also the Acapod Craneycast, of course, which I co-host a friend of the show, Brandon and Maxwell with that. We talk about the new episodes of Sleepy Hollow on Fox and other fun shows about comics and games and fun stuff like that. You can also find our episodes over at outnow.podomatic.com as well as soundcloud.com slash outnowpodcast. There's, of course, our email page. I mentioned the contest earlier. That's where you can go there, outnowpodcast at gmail.com or let us know your thoughts on Fury or World War II movies in general. You can also interact with us over at facebook.com slash outnowpodcast or tweet at us at twitter.com slash underscore podcast. And, of course, there's our Tumblr page on outnowpodcast.com Tumblr.com, you can follow us there, and lastly, feel free to voice, leave us a voicemail at 972-798-3830. You can let us know your thoughts in audio form, and we may be able to play it on the show or answer your questions. I'd really be curious to hear what you guys think of Fury, because Aaron and I are kind of okay with it. And I've been, I'm hearing people that are, I, I saw some like really negative, not, so, not a lot of really know, negative yeah. reviews, I saw some negative reviews, reviews though, but I've seen a lot of positive I've seen a lot of positive too. reviews, which I want to, well, I mean, I'm going to read them after. I, I mean, it's an audience-friendly movie. I can say that. I'm curious. What's the cinema score on it? Cinema score. Let's find out. Here is an A minus, which is not. But so does Book of Life, which also makes me happy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, cinema score. A minus is like yeah, we like this. Yeah. Even B plus is like it's pretty good. But A minus, A minus is, fine. is like pretty solid. That reminds me also that Alexander and the Terrible, Horrible, No Good, Very Bad Day. Big title also has an A minus cinema oh, score. Really? So, okay. Well, I heard that that was like you know, uh, harmless and fun. Yeah. Uh, but so does Dracula Untold. So who knows? Dracula Untold? Who voted for that one? Well, so does Equalizer, so does Expendables 3. I mean... <laughs> okay, I, well, now that's less That's why I don't put much faith in this. Yeah. <laughs> I have less luck than yeah. Anyway. Uh, but yeah. So with all that said, yeah. Ken, thank you for joining us. As much Thanks, as Ken. Can. Thanks for having me. For sure, man. And, um, yeah, this has been another live episode about Now There and Abe. I think this is maybe our, like, sixth... If we had to guess. We're interlacing our fingers right now. You can't see it. Mm-hmm. He's trying to lick my hand. And, um, <laughs> yeah, that's going to do it this week. Until next week when we, maybe, ideally we would talk, I mean, 
John Wick would be fun to talk about. But Whiplash and Birdman, those are some interesting movies that need to be talked about. So I'd love to be able to talk about those on the podcast. Even if we don't talk about it next week. We'll talk about it the week after sometime following. We're going to get to yeah, we'll get all to, we'll of We'll get the to movies. these things. Yeah. It's just, you know, these movies are limited. And for, of course, you, the listener, who has been very gracious of listening to us this entire episode, probably hasn't seen Whiplash or Birdman yet because they're in so few theaters, unless you're in like, the L.A. or New York area. Um, but hopefully they spread wider. Hopefully Abe gets a chance to see them because I'm certainly excited to see have him see those movies and we'll be able to talk about them. So with all that said, next week's show, a little bit up in the air with George Clooney, but until then, thanks a lot for listening, and that's going to do it, so so long. And goodbye. The goggles, they do nothing. killing Nazis in Africa, now I'm killing Nazis in Germany. Wait, Germans in Africa, now I'm killing Germans in Germany. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> I have one of the best yeah. gunners in, in the whole entire army, and now I have you. <laughs>